Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Pick Up Your Cross Daily Podcast with your host, Trainer Mitch, where we exercise our faith and get spiritually fit. Okay, so um, I'm going to do a little more than just one of the teachings, or not teachings, but miracles of Jesus. So uh, again, we're in Matthew, we're in chapter 8, so we're going to go over the centurion's faith. Jesus heals Peter's mother-in-law and the cost of discipleship. So there's three good ones here. And I'm not going to read them all word for word, but um, just kind of kind of summarize parts of it. And I'll probably read a good chunk of them. But uh, the first one is the centurion's faith. So a centurion is like a Roman officer. And... Remember, this is after Jesus kind of already has like a, a following, a big multitude. And uh, this officer comes to him and says like, hey, can you heal my servant? Uh, he's sick with palsy. And Jesus says, I will come and heal him. But the centurion's like, well, you know, I'm not worthy to have you in my house. Um, if you just say the words, my servant can be healed. And he, like, continues to say, like, you know, I have authority. You know, I have soldiers under me, blah, blah, blah. Um, kind of talks about how he he's, like, high up in the rankings. And Jesus heard him talk about it. And he's like, I have not found so great faith. No, not in Israel. And I say unto you that many shall come from the east and west and shall sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the children of the kingdom shall be cast out into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And Jesus said unto the centurion, Go thy way, and as thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee. And his servant was healed in the selfsame hour. So through faith, the, the servant was healed. The faith that the centurion had in Jesus and in his power, his divine power, that's how the healing occurred. There was like a 100% belief from the centurion that Jesus could heal his servant. And he even said, if you just say the words, it, it can be done. You don't need to come into my house. I'm not worthy to have you here. Just say the words and it's gonna, it can be done. Um, and Jesus like marveled at his faith and kind of said those words. And I think this is kind of like a, uh, that uh, verses 11 and 12 when he's talking about the kingdoms. And I think that's kind of like referring to the separation of the, the kingdom. So there's like the, the who's your daddy conversation. You know, is your, are you following the teachings of God and Jesus or are you uh, kind of like living in sin and disobedience and kind of doing whatever you want and not necessarily following any type of thing? Uh, you're just kind of like doing whatever you want. Uh, so I think that's kind of like his separation. So uh, which kind of later refers to the the temple and like the uh the destruction of the temple and kind of like the separation i think he's kind of like prophesying the what's going to happen to the like israel uh 
is like, since they're, they're, don't, they're not going to have the faith like you had, they're going to lose it. They're going to lose everything that they have, and there's going to be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Um, so they're going to be, they're going to like suffer pretty much because they don't have the faith in me. Uh, so that kind of sums up that one. And then Jesus heals Peter's mother-in-law. So she has a fever. Jesus comes in, puts his hand on her, and she's healed. And boom, she's good to go. Uh, and then people started bringing people to Jesus that were possessed with devils. And he cast out the evil spirits. So there's, there's spiritual warfare. Uh, there's people that are literally possessed by demons and evil spirits. And they need help to get rid of them. So Jesus cast them out through his word. And they were all healed. And uh, that is also fulfillment of prophecy of Elijah. Um, because it says here that... Uh, Elijah said himself took our himself took our infirmities and bear our sickness. And he's referring to the the man that is to come later. And that would be Jesus. So Jesus took our infirmities and bear our sicknesses. Uh, so I think that's really cool, kinda like it's a practical view of spiritual warfare is the people that have the demonic possession and they uh, cast out the evil spirits. And then this last one here is really good. So we'll finish on a good, um, good, uh, uh, a mind, a mind. You got to think, you got to think about this one. So uh, Jesus saw great multitudes about him and he gave commandment to depart unto the other side so I think he's like separating himself here. And a certain scribe came and said unto him, Master, I will follow thee whithersoever thou goest. And Jesus said unto him, The foxes have holes and the birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man hath not where to lay his head. And another of his disciples said unto him, Lord, suffer me first to go and bury my father. And this is the good part. But Jesus said unto him, Follow me and let the dead bury their dead. So that's pretty harsh, right? Like your, your, uh, your dad just died and you meet this guy, the son of man, potentially. And you're like, hey, you know, I'll do whatever. I'll go wherever you go, but... Um, I have to bury my dad first and then I can come, you know, and follow you. And Jesus's response to that is like, no, follow me, let the dead bury their dead. And it's like, okay, there's dead people burying dead people. What does that mean? So he's talking to like the spiritual self. So the, the people that are dead in spirit are going to bury the people that are dead in the physical body. And Jesus is basically saying that where the, wherever this person lived, this disciple that is supposed to be following him with wherever thou goest, um, the people there are already dead. They're dead in their sin, and they probably don't believe in Jesus and what he's doing. Um, so they lack the faith, and they are dead, and Jesus is saying, 
You don't need to worry about them. You're already here with me. You're doing good. Continue to follow me because they're not. And, you know, the rest is history. But uh, it's a very powerful statement coming from Jesus. And it seems very harsh, you know, when you first read it. It's like, well, can't give the guy a little grace. You know, he just wants to bury his dad. Like, seems like the right thing to do. You know, he's going back to have a funeral and, you know, do all the things or whatever. And then Jesus says something like that. It's like, wow, that's, that's intense. You know, that's going to take a lot of commitment, a lot of sacrifice to just leave everything behind and follow Jesus. Um, so I just thought that was very powerful. And it like really makes you think about like, what do you value the most? And like what things that you should do compared to the things that you are like, like aligned to do so it's like you know shooting all over yourself sometimes isn't really the best thing to do and sometimes you're aligned and you feel what's right and sometimes you feel what's wrong and sometimes you say like oh well I should do this I should do that other people think I should do this other people think I should go I should go bury my father probably right that's the right thing to do um but Jesus is like hey man don't worry about it those people are already dead like you have the chance to not be if you follow me. But if you go back there, like you're just going to be with the dead people burying the dead. Um, so, yeah, that's about all I got for today. Um, there's three or four different uh, stories there that we went over. But uh, there is plenty more to come. All right. So with that being said, thanks for listening. And I'll see you next time.